This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up on today's show, we check in with Nate Blazing of the Brainerd Walleye Alliance. they got their big spring banquet coming up, and we have a lot of other things we cover with Nate as well. It's all coming up on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Hi, this is Toby Kavalevak of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, we're checking in once again with Nate Blazing, one of our good friends from the Nisswa Guides League. And uh, Nate, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Kev, on this uh, snow-filled uh, day. I guess we just can't <laughs> get rid of uh, winter right now. I know. I, I think even the, the guys who really like ice fishing, except maybe the guys who are really, really, really loving uh, eel pout, I think everybody else is probably ready for soft water. I think everyone's pounding their fist and waving the white flag and said enough is enough. And I'm one of those that usually loves winter and ice fishing, but I've had enough and open water's on the mind. And as much as I love late panfish season, late ice, it's uh, the conditions right now with, with the snow and stuff. It's, it's a lot of work for, for getting out there. So I think that's where a lot of people are right now. I think that's it. It's just so exhausting to even, you know, even if you're going mobile, it's just exhausting to get out there now and it's just so much work and then, you know, if nothing if nothing's going on then it's like, okay, well, that was a waste of several hours. <laughs> well, again, the the mobility even if you're on sleds right now, there's some challenges. So, if you don't happen to land on the mother load, just trying to get around and do that, you know, search mode stuff is so much more difficult right now with these conditions. So, unless you're completely comfortable with sitting in one spot and just waiting it out, you know, you're going to have some challenges. So that's whether you're chasing the pout right now or the panfish, that's kind of where we're at. Well, throughout much of the season, we talked a couple of times, Nate, it's it's just been, it's, it's been a battle. I mean, once people got out on the water, they found spots, they caught fish, that's true. Uh, but it is just a battle to get out there. But has it continued to be a decent bite once you once you drill a hole? I guess I would say the way I'd summarize this year, at least for myself and the folks that I've talked to, is it's been very sporadic, up and down. Um, I think a lot of that has been weather-related, um, that we've had so many fronts come in that you might catch the, the, the front end of a bite before a, a front moves in, and then we get some funky weather, and it can put stuff, turn it off really quick. Um, even the panfish lately, which is what I've been chasing, it's been very day-to-day, and at this point in time, usually you're on a pretty consistent uh, panfish bite, but even that's been up and down. So that's, I guess, another reason why I'm ready to hit the reset button, say, <laughs> get me out in the boat, let's start over, and hopefully this next year brings uh, a little more consistency. Well, I know you were up north on Lake Winnipeg, uh, just a massive body of water. For those who aren't familiar with Lake Winnipeg, uh, what does it bring to the table? It is, the, the best way I could describe it, Kev, is, is like nothing I have ever done ice fishing. I mean, if, if, you know, from being from the Brainerd area, you think of big lakes, you think Mille Lacs, Upper Red Lake, Leech, something like that. 
Well, this is all those on steroids. So I think the lake is 217 or 200 and some miles long north and south and like 20 some miles wide. So you get out there and it is, it, it's amazing. And again, they call it Big Windy is the, the nickname they call it. And that usually lives true because kind of like being out in the Dakotas, it's few and far between when you don't have a lot of wind. So your, your normal days are probably 20 mile an hour wind and out there you're you're doing a lot of ice trolling fishing on the ice chasing these schools of big greenbacks and uh you know we hit it just perfect this year where temperatures were around zero and a nice 20 to 30 mile an hour north wind every day and <laughs> trying to be outside your hole was filled within five minutes your vexlar or markham whatever your flasher was using that was covered in snow in 10 minutes so it it put us to the challenge but it is such a unique experience that i i gotta say as much as we got our butt kicked, I'm ready to go back right now. I would love to be up there for a month straight. Just to, The lake is really, really cool, and it's a different type of thing. So if you haven't experienced it, go for it. And the, the cool thing, we're going to talk walleye line here in a little bit, but we do a winter seminar, and we have a fisherman come in and kind of give a spiel every winter. Um, we've used a guide service up there the last three, four, five years, um, Matt Cornell with Bruin Outfitters, and he's actually going to come in December to our Walleye Alliance group and do a seminar, <clears throat> excuse me, on uh, Lake Winnipeg ice fishing. Because again, you're fishing those walleyes, I would say it's fairly different than we are used to, accustomed to here in central Minnesota. You do some of the same stuff, but much more aggressive, some different baits, and, and you really work for those fish. So I think it'd be a, a real cool thing for people to experience if they haven't done that yet. Now, um, most of the people I hear from who fish Lake Winnipeg, they're, they're up there on, on the hard water. Um, have you ever done soft water on that lake? I have not, and we actually chatted with a couple of our guide friends up there, and you're so limited back to the name Big Windy. Um, mm-hmm. In the drop of a hat, it's almost like a Lake Superior. When I used to live in Duluth, you have to be so aware of your surroundings, and if that wind switches or you got to be ready to run, and if you're – miles away from where you put your boat in, uh, there's no protection. So it sounds like fall, there's more boat fishing in certain areas, the Pine Falls area, and then also right at the mouth of the red and into the river, as well as the spring. So that's when they do most of their walleye boat fishing and cat fishing for that matter. But in terms of the big lake to go out and, and just fish, it doesn't sound like there's a ton of that uh, to be done. So it just seems like an untapped resource in the summer months, but I'm sure there's a reason why that is. So That's really unique. I mean, we, you know, I know we're getting, some of our lakes are getting as much or more pressure during the uh, hard water season than soft water season, but they're still getting plenty of pressure both ways. To be virtually unfished or very little fishing uh, during soft water season, that's, that's weird. It is, and again, for the size of that lake. So uh, another way to describe it is think of Red Lake, where it's a big bowl, that's kind of what that southern basin part of the lake is, uh, fairly featureless in terms of contours. You've got to go quite a ways to even get a foot of depth change. So it's this big bowl, and so you're chasing these roaming fish. And, um, yeah, it, it seems like if you could have the right weather patterns in the boat and spend some time out there, I think you could uh, probably have some fun. But uh, we brought it up several times to the folks up there, and they say, yeah, there's a time and a place, but it can be real challenging, and you can get yourself in a bad way in a hurry, so you got to be careful. 
Yeah, and you know, I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly just a you know a hop, skip, and a jump for us to get up there. So I mean, we'd have to, we'd like a guarantee. <laughs> so right, well, and that's exactly what happened with us. You know, it's it's kind of I. I would relate it to like the timing of doing the rainy river in the spring where timing is everything. And if you happen to miss that window when things are right, you know, fishing's fishing, you can have a really tough time or you can be lights out. Um, we talked to a group that was there two or three days before us, before the front moved in. And I think in that group alone, they had seven walleyes that were 30 inches or bigger. And we struggled with six to eight people in our group for three days uh, the weather kind of calmed down a little bit on Monday, and I had some other buddies up there. And by Monday mid-morning, my one buddy uh, sent a picture of three big fish he got, which I'm like, I'm very happy for you, but it, it rubbed a little salt in the wound there for as <laughs> much of <laughs> work and effort we put into it. With We did get a couple big fish, but it was a lot of work for the, for the payout we got. Well, the other reason we have you on the show today, of course, is you mentioned Walleye Alliance. The uh, Walleye Alliance has its annual spring banquet coming up, and I believe you even have a spring uh, fishing tournament as well. So you guys got a couple things in the hopper right now. Yeah, there's uh, it's that time of the year, as we were talking about, we're sick of winter, but at the tail end of winter means planning for all this other summer and spring stuff. And I just actually walked out of a planning meeting for the Camp Confidence uh, Fishing Classic, which I think you've had Sarah Smith on before. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're, we're planning that again for Thursday, April 20, or excuse me, that's June 17th. So, uh, more to come on that. But, uh, later on tonight, we've got another walleye alliance meeting to talk and plan more for our spring banquet, which is our big fundraiser. Uh, that's going to be held April 20th, uh, which is a Thursday night. We're going to do it at the Woods Conference Center again in Merrifield, which is right off of Highway 3. We did it there last year for the first time, and, and it seemed to fit our needs really well. There's a good amount of room for folks, so we decided to do it there again. Um, featured speaker this year is, I think, a guest you've had on your show uh, somewhat frequently, and that's Mark Bacigalupi with the Minnesota DNR. Oh, yeah. um, so Mark, again, for those who don't know, he was our area DNR fishery supervisor, uh, for a number of years, and he recently took a promotion, and now he, I guess, is the Northwest Region Fishery Manager. So he's moving up in the world, but uh, Mark does a great job, and kind of the reason we decided to go that direction is I've had the opportunity to work with Mark and others in the DNR for several years in smaller work groups, you know, on lake management plans and so forth, and they have such a wealth of knowledge that, you know, I would say in our area, too, a lot of people are kind of interested in some changes that they've seen uh so i think mark's going to talk about some of their surveys how they do electroshocking uh how they you know see how many fish are in the lakes as well as talk about some ais impacts uh, what zebra mussels doing to the water clarity what's it doing to their survival rate for the stocking efforts to fry all that kind of stuff and then also just how they come about decisions for their stocking efforts in area lakes, because I think that's one of the things we hear quite a bit in this area, at least, is there's so many changes going on to these lakes, and walleye fishing seems to be getting a little tougher and tougher, as we talked about before. Um, how can people have more success? And I think you take a lot of the stuff that we talk about here, even though it sounds kind of scientific in some of those manners, um, but it's going to help folks kind of key in on the fish, because, again, if you're fishing stuff, the way you did 20 years ago, the same locations you did 20 years ago, 
that's probably changed. So if you take some of this information that Mark's going to present, I think people will be able to put some of the more puzzle pieces together and have more success on the lake uh, for walleye fishing. That's at least our hope. So. Wow. So did you say Mark's the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager now? He is, yep. Uh, I think that happened here, I don't know, a month, two months ago. So he's covering a big chunk of the state. Um, I think he said Lake of the Woods, uh, Red Lake. Um, So, yeah. So you might want to call him and talk to him some more. I'm sure he could shed some light on quite a few more bodies (laughs) a lot in the future. (laughs) Does Does that mean he's moving to my town? No, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but okay. as far as I know, I think he is going to still be residing in this general area and then making more day trips or overnights and teleworking, that kind of stuff. Okay. So, uh, But I'm not completely positive on that, so you'll have to ask him that yourself. Okay. Man, I thought he'd call me. He didn't even call me. <laughs> well, like I said, it, it sounds like he's been a fairly busy guy <laughs> yeah. since uh, this has happened, and uh, I know even for us, uh, we play basketball together every now and again, and his schedule's definitely got a little busier. So sure. I think as he gets settled into that, it'll probably get back to the norm a little more. Well, in addition to a great speaker like that, you've, you've got a million other things going on at that event. You've got a ton of stuff. You give away some really, really nice stuff, too. Right, and and that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to do silent auction, uh, raffles, games, that kind of stuff, the normal stuff that people like. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is, you know, back to our mission statement, uh, which is to advocate, educate, and promote responsible walleye fishing. The two things that we concentrate on quite a bit is getting youth involved in fishing and then uh, helping supplement uh, stocking efforts in, in area lakes. So, this year, we are teaming up with uh, Smiles for Jake, which is a mental health um, organization, especially for kids. And uh, Wade Hapajoki is kind of one of the guys that's going to speak to that. And they worked with us last year at our event, and it, it really seemed to go off good. Um, they've got a, a very good message to kids, not only kids, I should say, on mental health issues. You know, that, that's across everyone right now. So that message is received really well from people. Um, but they, I think last year, tried to give almost every kid in attendance a really nice gift. They partnered up with Reed Sporting Goods, and a lot of kids walked away with, I think they were a $100 gift card from wow. Reed's. So that's the plan again this year, and uh, um, Wade kind of taking a, a larger step with this um, banquet this year because we want to work closer with, uh, smiles for Jake's, and we really believe in their cause as do they with ours. So, we're going to team up with them on that, and then we also are going to have the Brainerd Fishing Team helps us out. Uh, they serve meals and do some other stuff there, and then in lieu of that, we make a donation uh, to them because we think that's a, a great thing. As that youth sport fishing high school league is spread throughout the the whole uh, state, um, it's something we want to be a part of. So that's going to be really cool. And then we're also going to work with our local YMCA. They do a summer camp on a local lake where the kids go there every day and do activities. And three, four years ago, we bought a bunch of rods and reels and stuff for kids to to fish as their daily activity. And apparently that stuff has shown its age, so we're going to present them with a bunch more rods, reels, tackles, all that kind of stuff. So, again, so important to us is to get those kids involved, and that's why this event, again, we say is very family-friendly, so... If you want to bring, you know, your kids, your wife, all that stuff, it's, it's much encouraged. We'd love to have people there. Nate Blazing of the Brainerd Walleye Alliance is my guest. we got a lot more to cover with Nate next. 
I'm Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and I'm proud to help Kev Jackson sound smart on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country and Kevin Jackson, too. We are talking Brainerd Walleye Alliance with Nate Blazing, who heads up that organization. And, Nate, how many members do you have in the Walleye Alliance? Well, again, that's a tough question <laughs> because uh, we made our big change. The first couple years we did this, we actually had a annual membership dues, if you will. And then with the changes in COVID and the challenge of getting folks to particular events and so forth, we were just trying to build a group that believes in what we do and supports us. So we offer a free membership. It's basically you come to any of our events, you fish our tournaments, you are a member. So I would say with that being said, we're probably in that six, 700 person range uh, throughout the years of, of events that we've held. So, um, but yeah, we don't have a paid membership anymore. So that's again, the importance of these fundraisers, this is where we make basically most of our money for the entire year, uh, that and some of our smaller tournaments. Okay. So if we want tickets, how do we get them? Sure. So I'll go over this real quick. So sure. social hour, the, the event oh. schedule would be social hours from 5 to 6, meal from 6 to 7 with some of our speakers uh, talking about their uh, group efforts between the meal time. Uh, the featured speakers from 7 to 8, and then we'll do the prizes from about 8 to 8.30. Um, tickets are going to be 50 bucks a piece, or if you want to sponsor a table of eight, it's $500 and we will acknowledge and, uh, your sponsorship as a, a company or entity. And you can get tickets on our website, which is www.walleyelines.com. Uh, click on events and spring banquet. There's a link you can sign up right there. Otherwise our social media, Facebook, all that good stuff. We'll have the link here showing up uh, real soon on that as well. So there's several different ways you can get tickets if you're interested. Okay. And uh, what do we have on the fishing tournament so far? So we decided we are not going to do the spring tournament oh, okay. this year. Uh, it was getting to be a little much trying to go right from our banquet planning into that because <laughs> there was such an overlap. And so right now we're just concentrating on our fall tournament, uh, the end of September up on Pelican Lake. But you know, one big announcement for that is we're going to up the purse on that and do a guaranteed uh, first place of, I think it's at least $4,000 if it's, I would have to look at that. It's it's a, a pretty large purse um, right now. And again, the last couple of years, we've been right around that 35 to 40 boat range. So 
you got a pretty darn good chance of winning some good money because we pay out quite a quite a ways down. So we're already starting the planning process on that. So spring tournament, I've put on pause for the time being. Well, you know, and there's there are a lot of tournaments that time of year. Well, and again, we'll see if we even open, have open water at this point. The way it's looking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it, but my mind went there the other day, and it does every time this year. Is you start getting itchy and. You want to see some stuff melting and whatnot? Well, uh, the meeting we just came from, we were talking about, are we going to have open water for opener? Well, I hope so, but I don't know. We'll see. So, Well, speaking of open water, uh, our, I mean, I'm sure you guys are, are booking for the summer and spring, summer, and fall for the uh, Nisswa Guide Leagues, right? We are. The calls would say the last three weeks. And it, it's weird how that works, Kev. Even you can tell... The weather right now depends on how the bookings come in. So if you get some sun and some nice days for a couple of days, the phones will ring off the hook for a couple of days. We get back into some snow, some crappy weather. It gets real quiet for a couple of days. So, um, but yeah, the trips are coming in pretty good. It's going to be a busy summer again. Looking forward to it. So um, yeah, I guess I'm to that place. Bring on the, the open water for this year. So how do we do? How do we get something booked? You can go online. Again, that's uh, nisswaguideleague.com, or else you can call the bait shop. SW Bait Shop does all our booking. Sherry up there, and that's 218-829-7010. So a couple different ways. Otherwise, you can look me up on social media, find my contact information. Uh, we got some clients that do a little everything. So whatever works best for you, we can make that work. All right. Well, Dave, we can't let you go without a quick fast five. All right. You caught me by surprise, but that's good. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Question number one, what is the best pizza? Uh, Topping or brand? Uh, Give me both. Okay, I would say a garbage pizza and brand. I guess I'm a a favorite of Rafferty's. It's a local pizza here in this area. Really good stuff. I've heard a lot about Rafferty's. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You got to try it. All right. Question number two. What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? That would be a sturgeon up on the Rainy River. Oh, it's been three years ago now on walleye tackle, and I don't remember exactly, but I think it was 68 inches. Fought that thing forever to the point. End of the rod to my buddy for a little bit. Finally got it in the boat, and I couldn't hold the thing. My arms were shaking so much. So it was a beautiful, awesome fish. But, yeah, that's been my biggest. Sturgeon stories are really good stories. There's a lot they of are. Those. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, and I know that uh, for a, a guide in particular, but an angler in general, uh, your favorite lake is the lake that's got uh, fish biting. But if you had to pick one, you can only fish one lake or body of water the rest of your life. Which one's it going to be? I guess that's a historical thing for me, and I'd have to go with Gull Lake right here in Brainerd just because I've spent so much time on it, and it's a special place for me. And uh, it, it presents challenges, but at the same time, it, it's got a special place in my heart. So it's Gull Lake all the way. All right. Question number four. You've been wrongfully accused, and you had the worst lawyer in the world, and now you are facing your final meal. What's it going to be? Crab legs. Crab legs and lots of melted butter. Since I haven't had that for a long time because of the shortage, I love it. I'll probably be sick afterwards, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and finally, question number five. If, if he's in a movie, you're going to see it. Who's your favorite actor? I don't get to watch that many movies. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to take this uh, Chuck Hasty away, and I'm going to say Al Linder. He's not an actor, but he's my favorite TV personality, and I watch more fishing shows, so it's Al. Al Linder, <laughs> Academy Award-winning actor, Al Linder. 
<laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> All right. Nate Blazing is with the Nisswa Guide League, and he's also with the uh, Walleye Alliance. they got their big banquet coming up on April 20th. And, again, they can just go to the Walleye Alliance website to get tickets, right? You got it. Absolutely. All right, Nate, thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. All right, thanks you much, and let's not talk until we get some sun and some open water. Let's get this moving ahead real quick here, Jeff. I, I will, and that means we may not talk for a while. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying, but you do get what I'm saying. <laughs> I yeah. do get what you're saying, absolutely. All right. That's it for this time around. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for taking the time, as always, to spend with us. Some great podcasts coming up in the next week or so. we got Paul Radomski, author of the book Walleye. A Beautiful Fish of the Dark. we got Jeff Gustafson, the Bassmaster Classic Champion. And we've got Pat Brown of Red Lake Fisheries talking about sturgeon restoration. So be sure to check back in for the next edition of the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Paul Bunyan Country.